Is that camera work? You're listening to the Simple Table Podcast, where we dive into complex, real, and relevant topics. It's funny. It's, uh, I mean, we still, I still see this so prevalent in the church of this old idea of appeasing the gods. Right. And an interesting parallel to look at would be um, a parent and a, and a child. Um, and you look at like a strict parent and from the child's perspective, they may not see that they're loved or how much they're loved. They may see the rules of, I've got to follow these rules in order to be on the good side of this parent. Yeah. I want them to be happy with me because when they're happy with me, I feel good about me. I feel good. Our relationship feels close. But as soon as I screw up, then there's punishment and there's anger and there's all of these things that we, we just, it, it, you can look at so much and see how we've put this idea of appeasing the gods, appeasing our, you know, our creators, you know, as a parent, putting that on everything to the point that if you, and, and I, I'm, I'm very happy that my, my relationship with my own parents has changed Mm -hmm. because I think a lot of us can go through life and our relationship with our parents never changes from when you were a child Mm -hmm. to when you're an adult. They still see you as a, they still see you as that child and you still see them as that parent. Right. But you don't realize that they're an individual that has these different ideas and, and just different walks in life. Like you, you wouldn't go to a, a stranger or a new friend and put that same kind of relationship that you have with your parents on them mm-hmm. because, well, I have a history with my parents, right. but it's always going to stay at this point. And that's very much, I think, how in the Old Testament things, you have that same idea of appeasing the gods, that God is always like this, and we always have to do, we got to be in right standing with him in order for him to be happy. Mm-hmm. But they never go to the point of asking him and wanting to be in relationship with him. And when I, I can say from my own personal experience, when I finally got to that point, because you can be angry with your parents and you can cut ties with them because you don't see eye to eye or you feel like they're not approving of you and your choices. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. When I finally came to that point of going, you know what, in order for me to have relationship with my mother, I can't continue to go down the path that I've been going of being the same person. She thinks she knows Mm -hmm. she wants relationship with me. And I don't want that continued relationship of not actually knowing who she is. And she still sees me as mm. this little boy mm. and me is seeing her the way I did. Mm-hmm. And it was at a point when I actually just told her, Hey, we don't know each other, mm. but if we're going to be in relationship, I think it'd be good for us to actually get to know each other. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's so much I don't know about you. And there's so much you don't know about me because we have just continued to assume our relationship is the same as when our, what our history has said it is. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be that. Yeah. And from that point forward, our relationship 
got a lot better yeah. because we're actually seeing each other for yeah. who we actually are, right. not our assumptions of each other. Yeah. And so with God, that was never anything. I think that it, you can see it in the old Testament. There are parts, David would cry out to God and, and there were, he actually was going after wanting that relationship. But for the most part, until Jesus comes on the scene, this idea of something completely different than what we've ever known is, it just feels unattainable of actually getting to know a personal, real God that, that does love us. Mm -hmm. And so it's interesting how even now today our I would say at least within the West, it'd be interesting because we talked about the whole individualism versus collectivism, but it'd be interesting to see how it is everywhere. But speaking from the West, we tend to go back to wanting rules and wanting um, the individual side of how can I do this myself without any help, without any kind of relationship so that I can feel good about myself Mm. And it's just not something that's attainable. You cannot, even from a business standpoint, we talk about, oh, you just, you work hard and you do everything. There's other people involved and you just can disregard them completely. But, um, yeah, I don't know where I'm going right now. Well, speaking with rules and obedience, even I think I always read this verse in Philippians 2 and it said he became obedient mm. even to death like I thought he's being obedient to God right the father the father's his requiring father us, is right? requiring him to go and and I yeah that whole requirement thing and you're talking about that but I think he became obedient to us totally. and I think but it says to death and I think we actually are death in some ways like we embrace death when sin and when we chose that we partnered with death so he became obedient to the death in us that makes sense but i looking up this verse and all these other i don't know if this is important to talk about now i can save it for later but i'm looking it up in all these other translations and it reads differently and now i'm even more confused than i was (laughs) a minute ago because i don't like, what does it mean? What does it mean? The double rainbow. <laughs> what does well, it mean? I think, I think that we have to be aware of the, this is, this is just, um, something that even in this process, um, I hear people talk about, well, what do the scriptures say? Like if you're only using the scriptures to interpret the scriptures, um, you will come out with an interpretation that looks a lot like your worldview. And we, we aren't actually willing to admit that there is that reality that we already see the world and we come to the scriptures with that worldview. And yes, you do need the Holy Spirit to actually help you, but there's the Holy Spirit is found in other believers. It's he's, she, whatever Holy Spirit there's no gender. I don't know what, whatever Holy spirit, like if we think that we have the corner market as individuals on Holy spirit, we will lose the opportunity for us to glean from what others experiences and perspectives are. So if I'm translating a scriptures, 
I'm going to translate the scriptures according to my worldview. And so you have all these translations that may actually validate and verify a current worldview that you have rather than coming from a, a completely fresh, um, no filtered perspective on how we interpret things. So I think that that's what's tough about, yes, you're, you're going you're gonna to see some explanations about this that totally slant um, what, a, what a scriptures say based on how someone would interpret because of their theological position. So I think that, you know, through this journey, God becomes more beautiful, even, even in light of like, he becomes so much more kind and good and beautiful when you start seeing the the pulling out of him pulling us out of this this system that only that requires death to the point where he will become the one who dies like to to satisfy it all i this is this doesn't feel like a very common view in the church in the west um in fact, I think that it can um, receive a lot of criticism and, uh, yeah, pushback. Um, we like our twelve steps, Kyle. Yeah, the the, the <laughs> what it what it could seem like heresy. The problem is, is that um, we aren't familiar with where the church has been because we aren't we aren't good at. Uh, appreciating church fathers. Um, we have no idea some of the things that have already been wrestled through that we are trying to recreate the wheel. And, and I think there's, at this point, there's like this resurgence of the goodness of God being revealed through um, some of the things that we've perceived um, way back in the past. Now people are going, it's like Jesus talks about like, the, the scribe who goes goes and pulls out things from the past, both old and new. Like there's there's this old and new thing that's taking place. In fact, someone I remember saying hearing say, um, the the new thing God's doing is the old thing. Right. And uh It's it, actually been said quite a bit from different different voices. Different voices. Yeah. That don't usually intermingle. Right. Yeah. And 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 so you're you're wondering what is that? I think that it opens up a whole new perspective on, you know, we're part of a, a charismatic church who believes in miracles, signs and wonders and, and all that stuff. And even at that, it can feel like the teaching becomes very religious, that God requires you to do these things before he'll act. And I think that unless you have this, um, this revelation of truly who God is, and marry that with the ability to believe God can do these miraculous things, you will set it up again as another religious requirement to get God to move. And once there's this marriage of these things, you're going to see an explosion in the church. And I don't know that it's going to come by um, the big institution, but this groundswell of people who are falling in love with God pursuing him um 
and and being in relationship because when we're able to talk about these ideas uh, and when we're able to wrestle through these things and people have the access to be able to listen to podcasts, I don't have it all right. Our podcast doesn't have it all right, but we're sharpening each other and we're experiencing things that we've never experienced before. Um, as Luther talked, like tried to have that reformation to get the Bible into people's hands and it brought about its own revolution. I think that there's something that's happening right new now that's a, a new revolution of sorts that's inviting the church into something that maybe looked like the old, um, but it's bringing about the goodness of God revealed through Jesus where he takes center stage and everyone else submits. Mm. And uh, it's it's exciting. I think that it, 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 it makes me like revisit what evangelism even looks like because you're, you're going out with this confidence of, no, he really is good. Like, I'm not trying to get you to pray a prayer in this encounter, in this conversation. I'm actually inviting you into a relationship with me so that we can walk together in that same way that God walked with the Israelites for you to experience where his goodness is revealed, even in the places of the most pain. So it's, uh, it's so it, going back to that idea of um, going back to the, the things of old and there's newness coming out of it. I think that has a lot to do with there are parts that I think we've gotten gotten it right or at yeah. least had, you know, better revelation than maybe the church fathers, but we've thrown out the church fathers so much or just forgotten about them. I mean, there was things that like um I think it was Ambrose and Origen and and some of those guys thought that like sex and marriage were evil. Yeah. And I think we've come into a better place within the church than where they were at. Now there's still that, that really warped version of it. And I'm sure we'll get into that topic at some point on this podcast. Um, but we don't see it that way anymore, but looking back at their lives and the things that they were walking in where they got it right, not throwing that stuff out, like we so easily do with anybody we disagree with. Yeah. You know, when you start looking back at like where this theology came from and, and just the different ideas, you start to get the riches yeah. of what they walked through and start bringing it into your own walk and, and just seeing, seeing God in a way that you haven't seen him before because yeah. he was revealed this way then but if you disregard it you you cut off relationship uh even with somebody you never knew but you could look at their life you know just even in the last hundred years there's been so many saints and i know as a you know the charismatic church likes to write off a lot of the catholic saints and you look at guys like padre pio and St. Teresa of Avila and I mean, amazing, incredible things happening in their life of some stuff that you just feel uncomfortable with, like stigmata mm. <laughs> and, and just people floating, you know, this is, this is stuff that it reveals something new about God that you just, it, you, you don't feel comfortable with it right. because it's not your every day. But when you start asking the questions of what were these people experiencing, what were they learning? 
and how how can that be revealed in my life and and just walking this out with God there's so many riches that are sitting within us just waiting to be released yeah. that you can you can actually when I hear you talk about pursuing God that's what I'm envisioning because yeah. we've been pursued and if we would just look at God in this way of going you're not necessarily all of who I think you are and there's more riches here to to pull from and and it's not necessarily always about well tell me something about me that that I don't know but the revealing of who he is reveals who you are right and yeah um Francois de Toy is very big on the mirror translation he wrote the mirror translation but uh looking at as if in a mirror you're seeing him and it it's reflecting you or you're reflecting him and so there's a lot of the 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 digging and the riches are there yeah and the discovery is there to be just grasped yeah in this walk and that's that's the beautiful thing about this is he was always there trying to pull us into a better revelation a better place and we just didn't see it yeah yeah, I think I think that uh, this has been a good topic. I think we have more to to talk about on this, but um, let's wait until next time. So, thanks, guys. Yep. See y'all later.